This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Leviathan. It'll leave you gasping for air. It will also leave you all out of love. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And we are Sans Brett, which is French yep. for Sans Brett. Yep. Brett is uh, servicing the Super Bowl at the moment. Oh, my. Yeah. That or he's uh, he is doing the Super Bowl. I'm not sure which. Yeah. Either way, it's probably bad for his organs. Yeah. <laughs> but he will be back next week. When there's not a giant sports event occurring. <laughs> and Mr. Green says to us, he says, why don't you guys do Leviathan? So we said, okay. Yeah, well, and then I searched on Leviathan. And I'm like, which of these three movies do you want us to watch, Mr. Green? Please tell me it's the one with RoboCop. And he said, yes, it is the one with RoboCop. Yeah. And I, I was happy. As you should be. You know, Buckaroo Bonsai Cop. The Leviathan starts at, at the beginning. What? I know. It starts with a bunch of fish. Yeah, a bunch of fish and some, some names. Credits. Fish credits. And uh, this is all taking place in the far-fung future of not 1989. Yeah, they don't really put a time stamp on it, but I'm pretty sure we weren't doing deep sea silver mining in the 1989s. And we meet up with the the crew of what Shack Seven, Shacks the Love Shack Seven, baby. Mm-hmm. And, and they're all tin, down there. It has a tin roof. Was it rusted? Well, I mean, it was in in seawater, so. Most likely, yes. <laughs> so, um, all these jerks are down down in the ocean farming silver farming. That's the right word, right? Yes, that that's what you do in in, in war, worlds of Warcrafts when you when you want you know metals, you go farm the metals. That's what I hear. Mm-hmm. I'm also you, a big fan of what World of Warcraft was it. Yeah, Worlds of Watercraft, where you, you mine nodes, you farm nodes for golds. Golds. All the golds. Yeah, you mine for fish. So the fish miners are all down there fish mining. Yep, you have with the wet bandit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brit. Yeah, you got Doc Not Evil Man. Yeah, doc, Dr. Comrade. Robocop, obviously. Well, Robo Bucket, Robo Buckaroo. Yeah, you got the blonde one. Yes, yeah, she's uh, she is the the bow lady. You've got the guy who's been in movies, but I don't remember anything to make a witty statement about. Yeah, Hector Elizondo, who has been like in every movie ever, so we'll just call him character actor. And of course, Ghostbuster. We can't forget Ghostbuster. Well, and don't forget of Jesus. Yes, of of Jesus. Literal translation. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's everybody. 
And they're all down, you know, mining or whatever. Mining for fish. And uh, they're all three days from retirement or whatever. Well, they have uh, what's a ninety-day uh, tour of duty, I guess. That they 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 mine for fish for ninety days, and then they come back up and they get paid all the monies. Mm-hmm. And so they have three days left in their ninety days, and they're out mining for fish, and then of Jesus has a suit malfunction and not like a, the, the sexy Janet Jackson kind. Yeah. But like the panicky die underwater kind. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, by the way, I, I have no oxygen and apparently my suit can't maintain pressure. And since I'm two or three miles underwater, I'm pretty sure that I'm just going to get like turned into of Jesus paste. Yeah, and I will give credit to whoever designed the suits. They had the presence of mind to put the skull and crossbones fucking icon on there. Yeah, they're like, don't worry, you're going to be fine. And then they cut to, like, skull and crossbones flashing in his face. And he's like, I don't think I'm going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't design suits for underwater fish miners, but I don't think I would flash that in somebody's face. Unless they were really going to die. <laughs> yeah. Or perhaps they found some sort of pirate treasure. Yeah. yeah the Jolly Rogers coming to, to steal all your fish that you've been mining. Yar, I hear you've got the fish booty. Yar. <laughs> so, um, Doc is nowhere to be found in this. Yeah, they're like, hey, uh, doctor, there's like a medical emergency. This dude can't breathe. Um, Doc, uh... Uh, a doc, uh, earth, the doc, are you there? And meanwhile, uh, robo buckaroo is like, well, uh, why don't you just get everybody inside the love shack and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get, we'll see what we can do. Cause the doctor is not answering his phone apparently. And, uh, Turns out everything's fine. It was a false alarm, I guess. Occasionally, the skull and crossbones icon flashes to just keep you on your toes. Really? Because I, I got the impression that he was actually just go, about ready to die, but they just fixed whatever fault there was in the system. Like, there was a short, and it was causing his oxygen to not work or something. Eh, it don't matter. But I might have gotten up and gotten a beer at that point, so I may just be talking out of my rectal orifice. Fair enough. Yeah, And so um, we get to have some downtime with the crew in the uh, mess hall where, you know, we find out that uh, the wet bandit is a uh, serial sexual harasser like like you do in the 80s. Yeah, I, it will surprise everyone, I think, to find out that Daniel Stern uh, is commits a lot of sexual harassment in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So in case you didn't know, Daniel Stern is a sex pervert. At least he plays one on TV, my TV. And it's it's fine. This is fine. It's it's a bunch of stuff. It's very reminiscent, as uh, Chris said to me, but apparently will not say on the podcast. It was very reminiscent to like Alien. Yeah, it's definitely underwater Alien at this point. Yeah, they're all just like you know, they've been stuck together for ninety days, so they have their way of dealing with each other with you know crude banter and cracking jokes and sexually harassing and being sexually harassed. Yeah. And there's some, uh, 
incredibly intense union politics. Yep, because, you know, you can't make someone go do maintenance after they've done a full shift mining for fish. So you've got to you got to give them a break because that's the union rules. And if you don't want to get sued. And so then you have to go read your one minute manager book. Yeah, which I thought was a pretty good bit. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I went to. So let's see. Basically, every. So Robo Buckaroo is in charge, but he's actually a geologist. And there's the doctor who. Comrade doctor who almost isn't there ever. It never explains where he was while, you know, of Jesus was almost died. But, you know, Dr. Uh, Robo Buckaroo is like, you got to the manual says you have to be in in the command area with every time someone's outside of the love shack. So you better be there next time. And they're like, oh, yeah, you you sure told the comrade, Dr. Comrade there, didn't you? And, um, yeah, but I mean, it's just, it's just slice of life kind of stuff, which is fun enough, but they decide to go repair parts of the love shack and the wet bandit comments on bow woman's boobs. Um, the Brit, the British lady, British lady, um, checks out the suit and fixes it, I guess. They're, they didn't really get in very in-depth as to what happened there. She just kind of like poked at things and it was fixed. Um, yeah. I mean, that's kind of all it was. Yeah. It's... Oh, oh, there was a, um, there was a, uh, face hugger in the suit, in the, the suit that when she opened it up, it spilled out and then she jabbed it with some kind of thing and killed it you know classic and she blamed the wet bandit for it so then she stuck it under the wet bandit's pillow and freaked him out well yeah you'd be freaked out too if somebody put a face hugger under your pillow when you were going to go in your masturbation pod yeah (laughs) and it literally is his masturbation pod and he even says to the pinup on his the ceiling like it on my face because he is every kind of bad there is i mean like the only way it could have been worse if he was racist as long as, as well as misogynist yeah and that's saying something because yeah. he was incredibly misogynist <laughs> yeah and uh oh and then they go back out because mm-hmm. they got to make all the monies mining gotta, for fish they got a quota to meet for their yep. fish mine because if, if they don't make their quota, they only get half pay, and no one wants half pay when they can get full pay. Yeah, clearly. They, go, they have to go mine for fish. So off they go, and uh, old uh, Wet Bandit, he falls or something in some kind of hole full of tube snakes. And so he falls into like this crevice or crevasse. Crevasse. <laughs> and uh, it's full of tube worms, which... I don't know. I don't know if anyone else remembers GI, you know, the old GI Joe cartoons when they were building some kind of teleportation device and they had to collect like heavy water and some other radioactive stuff 
and uh, it's when Snake Eyes got his new outfit. But anyway, so they have the heavy water episode. They have these tube snakes, which that reminded me of, and also kind of like the polyp monsters from like the Lovecraftian stories. So I was like, oh, we're getting like in like a nice like Lovecraftian kind of like spooky movie maybe instead of Alien. This would be kind of cool. And then they stumble, and then they come across a ship that's been wrecked. And the ship is uh, down there, and the British girl's down there, and she's looking for old uh, Wet Bandit. And so I guess they just assume that when you fall into some sort of crevasse, your first order of business is to wander into the shipwreck, I guess? So they go look in there. Yep, and they pan across the name, and they're like, what does that say? And I'm just like, oh, that says Leviathan. It's in Cyrillic. It's Russian. Yeah, it's fine. And you're like, and you're like this is 1989. It's at like the tail end of the Cold War. And the doctor can just read Cyrillic without a problem. That 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 seems pretty problematic. You know, like let's yeah, we're playing on the the nineteen eighties Cold War fears here. I wonder what's going on. And so, so Bo Woman goes off to Google Leviathan, and the British lady goes in to uh, to investigate the ship looking for the Wet Bandit. Yep, and it turns out that the Wet Bandit found a treasure, which is not a soap on a rope. Nope, he found a loot crate. He did. And so he got some randomly generated loot, none of which was helpful, but it did cost him several uh, in-game currencies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they find, like, a flask of vodka, some bottles of liquor, uh, some personnel files that are all about deceased people who the doctor can just read. Like, they're all in Russia, but the doctor's just like, oh, yep, they're deceased, they're deceased, they're deceased, huh. And then they get a a video, like a VHS. Yeah, you know, your classic future medium. Yep, of like the Russian doctor, or Russian captain doctor, who is like, oh, I, everybody that ships in the infirmary, fuck my life. Yeah, basically. And that's, and that's basically what it is. So, uh... The the crew decide they're gonna steal the vodka, but it's not vodka; it's water. Wah wah. Yeah, because you know, geologist uh, Robo Buckaroo was like, "Well, fuck you guys! You don't get to enjoy life. You're working." But, but don't worry, the wet, the wet band still has yeah, his flask. Yeah, he swiped the flask of vodka and proceeded to drink almost all of it. He shared a little bit with Bo Woman, right? Yeah. And uh, the next day, old uh, Wet Bandit's like, hey, Doc, I'm not feeling so good. He's like, hmm, you have what I would call a, medically, of course, hangover. Yeah. From the Latin. Hangoverus. Hangus overus. Yeah. And he's like, nah, 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 that would imply that I had alcohol. And he's like, well, how long have you had these weird scaly gross things? He's like, ah, long enough? Yeah, because, you know, when I get hangovers, I often have uh, weird lesions on my body. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the first sign of a hangover. And uh, you get a headache, 
Light hurts your eyes. You have weird lesions, possibly related to genetic mutation. Yeah. So he's uh he's checking them out, and he puts the uh, a sample of these lesions into the computer, and the computer confirms they are genetic mutations. Yes, with genetic alterations, alterations, which, Im- which implies that they were man-made changes as opposed to just random changes. And I'm not sure who he's talking to because he's kind of typing at the computer like it's a person but it's responding like it's a computer and i'm not sure if he was supposed to be talking to other people or if it was just the computer fair enough i think it was the computer because it was 1989 who knows about the computers how do they work i thought maybe they were like on the using the darpa net or something (laughs) and uh the wet bandit dies Aww. And the doctor, Dr. Russian. So you're saying that the Wet Bandit's uh, time was up? I, I the, don't know. I, I don't. The, se- I, the sexual harassing Wet Bandit, his, his time's up. Oh, okay. No, good. Hashtag that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the, the uh, Dr. Russian's like, hey, look, look. I don't want to go telling everybody this dude's dead. I don't want to cause a panic, so what I'll do is demand that I give everybody an in-depth medical exam, because that's not weird. That should totally not cause a panic. No, I mean, I think they'll just assume that I just want to see everybody naked. Well, I mean, that's also that's also culturally relevant, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, and so he casting couches all of the uh, all of the crew. Yeah, it's, and, uh, it's normal to videotape this. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, no. But no, apparently everyone, n- no one else has any skin problems. Well, although he didn't although, check uh, everyone. He didn't check Bo Woman, and he didn't check uh, Robo Buckaroo, did he? I think he checked, he checked, uh, he checked the British girl. He checked a uh, character actor, and he checked... Did he check of Jesus? Yeah. Then he also checked uh, Winston, but and Winston is like, why are you wearing that glove? This isn't bend over time, is it? <laughs> yeah, Winston got the best lines. <laughs> so uh, he gets called off in the middle of his examinations before old uh, Bo Girl. And, Bo Woman? Oh, sorry, Bo Woman. Yes. Because they're talking to a uh, Kirstie Alley, of all people. <laughs> Close enough. Oh, wait, that's not her? No. No, Meg Foster was the actress. I don't know if she's related to Jody at all, but she did, you know, she was at least close enough to Kirstie Alley to warrant being called Kirstie Alley. Okay, so budget Kirstie Alley is talking to him through video phone, and she's like, hey, that's VHS a- Skype. That's a real drag about, you know, murder viruses or whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's like a hurricane or something. I don't Maybe you're stuck, I guess. I don't know. This is weird how this is working. Yeah, I mean, it would be really terrible if we had to pull you out like one day early because of a medical emergency. I mean, that would just look terrible on your record. It would be really hard for you to get hired anywhere else. And well, you know, and then so there's also that. And then there's the hurricane is coming and 
are you sure you really want to like pull out early because you know your life might be fucked up forever if you do just saying because we have money to make Mm -hmm. classic classic big business yep you know that it's you know human resources they're very touchy-feely they're not there for you. They're there for the corporation. Keep that. Always remember that. Don't ever forget that. Yes. Yeah. You are the resource. You're also human, but their job is to make you feel like you're not. You're the inhuman resource. <laughs> yep. So, uh, old, old Bo woman, meanwhile, has kind of figured out what's going on that she's going to, you know, also become. A well, course. she's very sick. She's feeling very, very sick. She threw up in the the cylinder shower. I'm not sure what that thing was that she threw up into. The medical thing. Don't worry yep. about it. And then uh and then they they drag her to the infirmary and put a sheet over her mostly. Well, she's still wrapped in a towel cuz I don't know. And and then uh, Winston goes in and checks on the wet bandit who they think is still alive. And I mean, the body in, in the corpse room is still moving, which is not a good thing. And you could see like a flipper sticking out from underneath the sheet, but they didn't really comment on that at all. But I was pretty nice and creepy. I enjoyed that part. And so, um, they decide the best course of action is to take them both and flush them, as they call it. Yeah, I mean, you'd be buried them at sea. And uh, as they're carrying them, the crew's carrying them over, they're, uh, they're convinced that there's something going on, that they're not really dead. You know, it's that fake flipper monster suicide death you've always heard about. Oh, well, I mean, Bo Woman, we've skipped the fact that she literally slit her wrists in the shower. Yeah. Yeah, also and killed happened. herself. She killed herself because you know Chris just likes to skip suicide. It's sad. I guess. Yeah. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Chris, Chris will never go into forests now because of that. And uh, yeah, and so they like they kind of throw them both in a body in the same body bag, throw them out and bury them at sea, but. Like things start moving in the bag while they're carrying it. Yep. And it turns out it's full of flesh pile monster. Yeah, it's like straight out of the thing. Like it's just like these two bodies fused, and whatever it is that's in there doesn't really understand how human bodies work, and it's just like, oh, we'll make a we'll make a tendril out of here, and like a f- mouth out of this, and. Whatever, like it's just all flesh. We can do whatever we want to with it. So they uh they go ahead and jettison it, but they squish out like a leg or something. Well, it gets cut off because like you know the the jettison thing goes up and down and it slices off like a leg as it as it's closing, and they just take the leg and I don't know throw it in the dumpster because I mean it's a dead leg. What are you gonna do with it? There's not a lot of use for a dead leg these days. Yeah. In this economy, who can afford it? (laughs) Yep. And then it starts swimming around through the water tubes because that's what alien monster legs do, apparently. And uh, 
the British girl woman has a good like shower cry in her underwear because she likes to shower in her underwear. Yeah, she's not I real guess. good at showers. No, I, I think they bathe. They they do baths over in the UK, is what I hear. So uh, she doesn't understand how showers work exactly. She's like, oh, it's like a, it's like swimming, only you're standing up. And so she wore her underwear as a two piece, I guess. And uh, so the crew is all getting together, and they're they're speculating that it was the vodka flask. Because that's how they poisoned everybody was with the vodka flask in order to have their insidious Russian experiment. Yeah, because, you know, the Russians, they can't not drink vodka. Am I right? Oh, oh. Yeah. I don't get it. What? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I hear I hear occasionally Russians like to drink distilled drinks, but I don't know. And uh, so, yeah, so... They trap. Oh, so of of Jesus uh, gets attacked by the leg monster, which is turned into like a slug monster type looking thing. And it like does like a reverse chest burst on him and tries to uh, drill its way into his chest. And Winston Zedmore is like, if I hadn't already seen shit that would turn me white, this would turn me white, and I'm out. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Hey, no, I got, I got you, dude. Hold on, I'll get some help." I'm, let no, me just, this is not the bulkhead closing on you. Yeah, just see yeah, what let you're me, here. Yeah, let me steal this bulkhead, and I will go get you help. And then character actors like, "What's going on?" And Winston's like, "Don't let a Jesus out of there, no matter what you do. I'm, I, I'll be back." <laughs> Yeah, so he goes off to get the doctor, and then when they get back, it turns out that character actor had run off to get the the geology chainsaw. Yep, <laughs> it's a rock chainsaw. But it's uh, like a rock. It, it cuts up the rock lobsters. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a rock. <laughs> no, in, in his own private Idaho. And they uh they all meet back, and the door's all busted up. From a hot pants explosion. Oh my. <laughs> and and those are all the B fifty two songs I know. <laughs> and uh so they're like, Hey, you you were supposed to watch him. He's like, Yeah, no, I didn't. So I got this chainsaw thing though. That's a that's a plus. Yep. And then they're like, you know what? If he has a chainsaw, we should all have chainsaws. And they have a nice like A team arming montage where like they grab Futuristic flamethrower and futuristic flamethrower and futuristic hedge trimmer and (laughs) and, futuristic battery powered circular saw. Yep. And futuristic rock chainsaw. It's pretty good, except for the 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 hedge trimmer. I was like, come on, that's a (laughs) fucking hedge trimmer, guys. Let's and they give it to the woman, which I don't know if that was a visual pun or not, but yeah, <laughs> they gave it to her. So now they're all uh, weaponed up, looking around, they're- and it turns out that the uh, the of Jesus now fish monster is taking all the blood. Yep, he saw all. It drank all the blood out of the infirmary 
because apparently, at least according to Winston, it's a Dracula now. Yeah, yeah. So what? We're down here with a Dracula? Yeah. And, uh, God bless anybody who refers to vampires as Draculas. You're you're yeah. okay in my book. I'll, I'll try to find it and post it to the Facebook. But there is a completely inaccurate retelling of the first Twilight movie where he refers to uh, Draculas and such. And it's a way better movie than the actual Twilight movie was. <laughs> that sounds real good. It it is real good. I'll see if I can find it. I think it's worth listening to. Uh, but uh, yeah, but yeah, he totally refers to uh, the the Russian fish monster as a as a Dracula, which made me happy. So they decide, like you should do in any crisis situation, the best course of action is to draw a bunch of blood and split up. Yeah, well, you draw the blood to use as bait. It's bait blood. Bait blood. So Captain Robocop Geology Mans and Winston are going to go and try to lure the uh, fish monster into the uh, jettison area while everybody else is going to go camp out in the, uh, I don't know, someplace. Yeah. And get into the, ready for the uh, uh, escape pods to be fired so they can get the hell out of there. Yeah, but they, what do they call They don't call them escape pods. They call them bubbles yeah something weird yeah yeah it's a weird term like well we can't call them escape pods because that's just too bougie we're gonna call them bubbles and uh dr uh communist is like hey look look i gotta go get a i don't know doctor stuff or whatever so you guys stay here i'll be back shortly and he sends out a message to I don't know, try global com core. <laughs> OCP. Yeah. And he's like, uh, Hey, we're all going to be dead down here on account of genetic <laughs> monsters. So I'm, I'm a jettison these escape bubbles. So we all die down here. The end. Yeah. We all, we all, we all die down here. He, he types while holding a red balloon. And <clears> so, uh, he heads back, but, I don't know. Something happens. Oh wait, the the character actor got clawed, and it made yep. him a fish monster. Yep, because he was infected with the genetic alterate altering virus that turns you into a Russian fish monster. And, so, and you not just turn into a Russian fish fish monster, but fuse with the Russian fish monster. Yeah. No, it's very thing like. This movie went from being alien to being like uh, beyond the mountains of madness. To the thing. And so, uh, the doctor gets his via Russian fish monster. And old, uh, British girl runs off. Yeah, in her, um, so my wife woke up in the middle of this movie, looked at the screen and said, what is left with that, like, that weird camel toe she has going on? So apparently the British woman was wearing like a one piece like leotard or something and whatever sweatpants she was wearing like took her uh, mons pubis and like looked like it looked like she shoved like six rolled up socks down there. Yeah, that's... It just it's just weird. I, I, I'm not saying like it's not judgment. It's just an observation that uh, it was weird. Uh, hold on, I'm I'm just I'm just writing down Troy hates women. 
All right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, making notes. Yeah. Well, yeah. My wife's like, that's the most camel toe sweatpants I've ever seen. I'm it like, was I don't weird. Think it looked like camel toe. It looked like there were. She was wearing like three layers of clothing that were all. Yeah. It's like up. I, It was weird. It's like, it's like I got my leotard, and then I got my hot pants, and then I got my sweat shorts, and then my sweatpants, but they're all super duper clingy. So, uh, everybody who's left, which we're now down to basically just, uh, Winston, uh, robo-geologist, and the Robo-buckaroo. Robo-buckaroo. Have you not seen Buckaroo Bonsai? I have, but it was a long time ago. Okay. And they all, uh, they're all starting to think that maybe this multinational conglomerate doesn't have the best of intentions. What OCP doesn't care about me? Yeah, but but I was down with OCP. Well, not down I mean, enough, it would seem. I mean, I mean, you know me. I do know. <laughs> I'm down with OCP. Uh, see, that was one. That was one too many. It was fine. <laughs> I don't know. I just it's a five letter word that I'm looking for. <laughs> anyway, so. They're like so, so listeners, if you know any good five letter words, let me know. Thank you. Yeah, just any. Doesn't matter what. And we'll tell you how to contact us later in the episode. So they're like, hmm, maybe OCP's out to get us. Let's check the weather, but they can't. All the weather has been blocked by computers. Yep, the weather bug is offline. But what's not offline is the handy dandy stock ticker. Which apparently lets them know that they're all dead already. They just didn't even know it. <laughs> and why is that, Chris? Well, because OCP said they're all dead already. Oh. Yeah, I don't know, man. That seems very obvious. Well, yeah, but I I didn't write this. Did I? Did I write this? I, I don't know. How old were you in 1988? Uh, not quite old enough in 1988 to get a screenplay. Nowadays, probably could have got two, but <laughs> option for a TV series, but yeah, or at least a Twilight movie. So, as all this is going on, the uh, the fish monster sets off the air supply button. Yep, because he was he was all out of love. Yep, and they were so lost without him. <laughs> yep, and now we have a timeline. There's only yep. eight minutes until the whole fucking shebang implodes. Although Winston's like, I know where there's another air valve. It's down in the swamp. And I'm not sure. And I guess the swamp is where they do the the in and out of suit thing. Yeah, that's the jettison area. Yeah. So they all head down to the swamp, which uh, while being like attacked by the monster randomly and having to jump over large gaps in the in the catwalk and having to hold bulkhead doors open from rolling shut while there other people go through. And it's generally harrowing. I will have to say though, because this, this is what I do. This is, I point out stuff that is stupid and unimportant. What the hell kind of bulkhead door is going to save you from the crushing pressure at the bottom of the ocean can be a uh, fucking stopped by a human. I don't know. Maybe there's a safety thing. Like maybe if you break the laser, you know, like your garage door, mm. then you're 
then it, it stops it from closing. I it's because Winston manages to hold one of these bulkhead doors at bay for like forty five minutes. But he does use both of his legs. Well, that's true. I didn't take into consideration he had both legs in it. <laughs> I was thinking he only used one, which would be preposterous. <laughs> yeah, but he used two, so he's fine. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. Yep. So they uh, they get down to the uh, swamp, as it were, and their plan is to I don't know something about balloons, uh, whatever. Unimportant. Basically, they're gonna attach balloons to their suit. And float themselves to the surface as quickly as possible because that's how you always want to go from high pressure um, areas to low pressure areas when you're underwater is as quickly as possible. Yeah, I remember that from my uh, diving classes. They're like, so when you're underwater, come up as quick as you can, as fast as possible. The more nitrogen in your bloodstream, the better. Yeah, because the more bubbles in your night in your bloodstream, the more champagne-like you are. Yeah, it, it'll help you float better with the bubbles in there. Yeah. So they uh they all decide that the the plan, which I guess they're calling the let's get the bends, <laughs> is to jettison themselves with the balloons. Yep. Only there's problems, and only the the British woman. And Winston can make it out, and so they he uh, Robo Buckaroo is like, "You guys go ahead, I'll follow." While I manage to try to fend off the Russian genetic fish monster, and so the the two the two survivors they float up in their suits, and then apparently the suits get too constricting. As they get closer to the surface and they shoot off and then, of course, they have to show the the British woman swimming in her one-piece swimsuit slash leotard towards the surface because, you know, we I guess we have to do that. Yeah, they're contractually obligated. Yep. And then, uh, and, and meanwhile, Robo Buckaroo's fighting off the fish monster and manages to apparently eject himself in the suit as well and he makes it to the surface and so all three of them are at the surface together and airwolf is looking for them mm-hmm. and they sh- possibly well i mean they're in the 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 helicopter is in the air chris so it's airwolf but it was in the it was also in the ocean the helicopter was never in the ocean it was on the ocean it was above the ocean irregardless <laughs> they shoot off some flares and the, the guy notices them finally and they're going to get picked up and then the fish monster attacks. Yep. And it, it, it eats Winston or yeah. eat him, it drowns him. Yeah. My wife was so excited. Cause she's like, Holy sh- crap. The, the black guy survived the whole time. Oh, well, oh, no, fuck. he, he didn't. <laughs> And then, oh, uh, so of course it's the it's the white guy and the white girl that survive. Lame. Of course. And then uh Robo Buckaroo Bonsai blows him up with pocket explosives. Yeah, I don't they they had shown very earlier in the movie them like using these dynamite sticks that you pull up you pull them apart and that arms them and then they blow up. And so he 
took the dynamite stick and pulled it apart and then threw it into the monster's mouth and blew it up. And then the the airwolf takes him back to Oil Decker 117. And the day is saved. Yep. And Kirstie and- Alley shows up and she's like, hey, remember me from Cheers? And and Robo Buckaroo Bonsai is like, punch in the face. Because it's the eighties, yeah. Because you got you got you got to punch those women in the face, so they don't understand you. That's what I hear. And then in my mind, they all jumped in the air, and there was a freeze frame, and that's how it ends. But that's not really <laughs> what happened. No, it just kind of like just kind of goes into credits eventually. And that was Leviathan. Oh, but don't forget the special thanks to Penthouse because when they were when they were searching through uh, the Wet Bandits bunk, they had like, oh look. 17 magazines. Oh, look, they're all Penthouse. Yeah, because Penthouse saw this script and was like, hey, that'll really increase our brand awareness. Yes. If you'd like to to beat off, you too should purchase Penthouse. Penthouse. It's the magazine for being trapped in a masturbation chamber. (laughs) Yeah. So what do you think, Mr. Troy? I really enjoyed this movie. I, I did not know where it was going. At first, because like I said, it started out kind of feeling like Alien. And then you're like, oh, well, maybe it's more Lovecraftian. And then you're like, oh, wait, no, it's The Thing. I like The Thing. I, I'm, I'm down with that. So, yeah, it was fun. I mean, it was 1989. So you have, like, a lot less wokenness than, than we would have these days. But all things considered, uh, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I, I would recommend it. I'd say watch it. Um, you know, I said I like the Cold War. They, they kind of touched on some like Cold War fears with the Russians being the ones who, who apparently, you know, let loose the thing virus and stuff like that. But no, I, I like it. How about you, Chris? It was pretty good. This is not my uh, my genre of choice, the, uh, you know, trapped with the monster thing in a place you can't get out of. It's a little slow at the beginning for my taste. I get they're trying to, you know, get you to know all these people so you care when stuff happens to them. But, I mean, unfortunately, they made Patient Zero the creepy sex pervert. So, I was like, good, I'm glad he's dying. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you're like, oh, good. The less of him, the better. Yeah. But all in all, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty entertaining. I mean, you've you've seen this. I'm not going to say you haven't. But the the movie itself. I mean, I hadn't until now. Well, the the story you've you've seen this before. Okay. Yeah. But it's a pretty interesting take on it. I really did like the the set design and everything. It did a good job. giving you this like hey this is some kind of weird future industrial thing it, it, it holds up in the way that the like that 70s sci-fi kind of aesthetic does where you can tell that it was the future but it was like kind of a grimy future like this is what we have available let's make it as futury as possible yeah yeah i mean it's not like it's more star wars episode four less star wars episode one yeah, it, it has the same kind of uh, aesthetic as like a OG Star Trek or like a like a Logan's Run or something like that, yeah. where it's like uh, LCD screens and dials and stuff. 
Yeah. But yeah, you could you could do a hell of a lot worse. I say give this a go if you're into the whole idea of, you know, creepy shit, claustrophobic yeah, environment. If you like the thing and you like Harbinger Down, I would say watch this. So what's next on the agenda, Mr. Troy? Oh, you don't remember, Chris? I do remember. <laughs> it is Return of the Living Dead, as suggested to us by Superfan Todd. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is the the split the 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 bifurcation of the Living Dead franchise. Yep. This is this is the weird split that somehow yep. means something. Yeah. And so we'll be watching that. It's the first one, not the second or the third one. Although Correct. I think the th- for some reason the third one's the most well known, I think. I'm not sure why. But uh yeah, we'll be watching that. And uh if people would like to recommend other movies to us, Chris, how could they do so? Oh, that's fucked up you did that. <laughs> well you left uh, what else could I do? <laughs> that's true. I did I did I did that to myself. <laughs> you screwed up the flow, Chris, and this is your punishment. Fair enough. <laughs> Well, you can check us out on the Facebook where we're Slaughterhouse Princess. You can email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. You can go to slaughterhouseprincess.com where you can find all our episodes and links to all the various other places you can find us. You can get the podcast there or you can go to iTunes. You can go to Stitcher. You can find us on the Google Play. You can uh, head over to our Discord at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. Stop by, say hi, make a recommendation, say some silly garbage. Where we will respond with silly garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you've got too much money and would like to get rid of some of it, you can always head over to our Patreon at patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com. Or you can go to the store.slaughterhouseprincess.com and buy yourself some swag like a Slaughterhouse Princess t-shirt or a science towel. If you have any suggestions for stuff you'd like to see on the store, let us know. We'll see what we can do. Yep, We're always happy to add more stuff to that. You can head over to Twitter, where we're Slaughter Prince, because I don't know how Twitter works. (laughs) And he just had to put Slaughter Princess with no vowels and princess. Or you can head over to the Reddit at r slash SHP podcast and do things there that involve things. (laughs) <laughs> and I will say Chris Chris appears much less uh, much less agitated this time than he did the first time he had to do that yeah I'm good I've seen Brett ruin it enough that I, <laughs> I know what, what, it, what it involves yeah the bar the bar is pretty darn low after last episode <laughs> to come back next time where we're going to talk about Return of the Living Dead where Spoilers, they return. Are there other zombies? I I could only assume. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, in the meantime, uh, other podcasts will be thinking about horror movies, but we will just be drinking about horror movies. Bye! Yeah, and Simba gives up his his uh, ability to speak so he can walk on land. Yep, with all the and colors then, uh, of the wind. Yep, and the and the parrot um, uh, 
he eats an apple and falls asleep for for many years. Mm-hmm. And then the seven dwarves are there also yeah. for reasons. Uh, and then uh, what is it? Uh, Mustafa, they 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 stick glass slippers in his butt and then he comes back to life. That's how I remember it going. 